So, I was looking at how long today's one was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was like ten in the pages, and when you pass more than like four pages, and it's still the same chapter, I'm always like, oh no! <laughs> it is a ten pager, mm-hmm. but I thought I'll just do that because then that takes us to a new book. Ooh, okay. But then I feel like this isn't like actually going to be that long. Which at first I was like, oh yeah, nice, that'll be good, ease us back into this. And I'm like, but not for listeners who have been <laughs> waiting for so long that it was only like literally when I was in the to- on the toilet just now. That I was like, maybe we should be giving them bang for their buck because we've been so long instead of being like, anyway, we're easing in. We're going to chat a load at the beginning <laughs> and explain why we're so late. I don't know. We've made like four pages last us a long time before that's true oh yeah we we nemo sorted out the spotify oh, so yeah. if you listen to our episodes on spotify the ones that were not for silly reasons not uploading are now there and everything the problem should be fixed yeah Welcome to Bread and Barricades, a lamest podcast. My name is Nemo Martin. My pronouns are they, them. I'm the host of this podcast, and we have been absent for two months. <laughs> and even though an episode came out last week, technically we recorded that in February. God, it was a February month. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's June, and we're back because of because of work reasons, unfortunately. Um, but but th- this this one goes out to K K Saitel. I'm not sure how to say their username on Twitter. Who did DM me literally yesterday, going, "Um, are you coming back? <laughs> are you going to get to the revolutionary boys?" So, th- yeah, yes, yeah, here we are. <laughs> we had already been being like this week talking about oh god we we do need to do it but yeah seeing a any form of um (laughs) encouragement we were like okay we gotta do it now (laughs) that's all it takes is literally like one small encouragement so yeah and we had sorry you haven't introduced yourself and then we can start apologizing (laughs) the apology (laughs) uh this is stevie she they pronouns primary researcher Oh my god, and you got married as well. Yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> I forgot that that's a, a chapter in the verse that's happened. Yeah, a lot. So it's been first Nemo was cruelly ripped away <laughs> from me and put on a little boat. So maybe we could have yeah. made it work with recording, but I don't know. I think it would have stressed us both out. Yeah. So that was going on for months. Was it even months? It felt like months on my end. I can't even imagine how long it felt for you. <laughs> it does feel like I've been away for a year. Yeah. Maybe ten. Um, it was only two months. Oh it was exactly God. two months. <laughs> we, like... Well, I won't speak to the state that you were in, but we uh... we were falling apart with you being gone for two months. <laughs> we're like, we'd be like, oh, but, like, remember when we could just, like, do things with me? <laughs> As if we didn't see you at the midpoint as well. Yeah. We like yeah. know we saw that you're each other near. like every two weeks, but <laughs> even then it felt so long. Yeah. And then in the midst of that, I because I caught up on our episodes this morning, I was like, I do just refer to Sarah as my wife months before it actually <laughs> happened, but it's officially happened. Woo! Officially wifed. Woo! Nemo. Did a speech at the wedding and did, of course, bring Victor Hugo and Les Mis into it, which yeah. was really lovely. But the funniest part of it was the next day when I was having dinner with my dad and stepmom that she was like, I couldn't really like see what book it was. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah Les Mis, uh, the one we do the podcast. And she was like, oh, nice, nice. Wait, is that still the same one that you've been doing for years? I was like, yeah, you know, it's quite long. She's like, I saw that movie and I could already tell you everything you need to know about. She's <laughs> so, not wrong. Well, you know, we do learn like other things as well. And, like, it's a long. <laughs> but also, I was just like, she's right. Actually, no, I, I counteract that statement. She is wrong. And clearly she hasn't listened to the podcast because she doesn't know all of the things that she is missing. Like the years of Muriel, the like years of Fauchelevant, yeah. like all of these old men that you just don't get to appreciate as much in, in the musical. So, Yeah, well, my dad was like 
tell me the name, I'm down like following you on Spotify right now. <laughs> so I was like, ha ha ha, yeah, okay, here's what it is. And then I was like, oh no, I think I've said some things about my dad on here. <laughs> so I like have been thinking about that for weeks. So I'm like, he's not gonna listen. And then you're like, but yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I did go to a podcast conference and, um, you know, was talking a lot about Trice Forgotten, but also forgetting that Bread and Barricades is also in my bio. And not that I was, like, not talking about it, but it was, a like, I don't know. This podcast feels more like, this is for us, this is right? This, personal. This, <laughs> this, is, this is, like, my diary. <laughs> not something you go to a podcast conference and you talk about to yeah. other professionals <laughs> that's the kind of, like they were like oh so what kind of audio program do you use to edit with and I'd be like oh, oh. <laughs> no it's not one of those podcasts it's not a podcast that like you know you listen to for the audio quality let me get straight with you <laughs> uh, this is yeah what I was explaining to my dad because you know they hadn't really asked that much about it until they'd had Nemo's speech talking about it <laughs> and how much it, I, I value it more than anything in our relationship yeah. and how it bonded us so closely yeah um yeah and how we would have just been like I think I would have got you eventually but maybe <laughs> we wouldn't have been the like <laughs> codependent at least on my end we have to take Nemo on our honeymoon vibes speech at the wedding yeah I feel like probably not <laughs> but um yeah, we was like, so how many people like listen if it's you know it's it's really long? Do, do many people listen? And we we're like, well, we don't want that many people. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying, like, you know, whenever we post a new episode, it's always like pretty much straight away like forty downloads when yeah. we haven't been gone away for months, um, and that our overall download count is like over a thousand or something. And he was like what oh my 10, god 000. that's real i'm like really proud <laughs> that's like an actual thing you're doing i was like yeah but also, that's a big number but that's over like minimum five years yeah <laughs> it was yeah it was funny yeah i it is that thing of like the more people who listen the more can critique our takes and that's not something that i want to happen <laughs> Um, this is a place for me and you to talk about our opinions and uh, our lives and to each other. Yeah, this is you're all trapped in our world. Yeah, but you like you're all like we want you all here who are listening. Mm. You small little group, very afraid of the thought of it being any bigger. So like we're all we're all a me here. Yeah. <laughs> We're all good. You're allowed to have one other person that you talk about this podcast to. And that's it. The rest of your life, you're allowed to talk to one other person about this podcast to. Yeah, we want to keep this a me. We don't want all of France. Yeah, 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 yeah. God forbid it goes to Brussels. <laughs> but yeah, we are, uh, for those reasons, it's been a while. <laughs> Apology tour. <laughs> Who knows what we said in the last episode? It might as well have been fucking a decade ago at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you've you aged 20 years. Yeah. I'm so much more mature for my age, and um, I've saved about 70 lives, so... Yeah, that's not even <laughs> exaggerating. <laughs> Speaking of emotional vulnerability, actually, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's quite timely. Even better if you do cut out what led to speaking of emotionally <laughs> vulnerable interaction between an old heart and a young one mm. we've got a very emotionally vulnerable old man today oh oh actually let me give you a last time that we mm-hmm. recorded like three months of february March. yeah three months ago Ooh, or maybe almost four even oh yeah end of feb yeah so <laughs> we'd gotten through marius and Cosette, soppy love time and we've we'd gotten to a cab drives in English and barks in slang, mm. which was the crime boys coming to case the joint again, and Eponine was like fuck right off, mm. and they did in the end. And then Cosette and Marius met up as they do, and Cosette was like, "So my dad is moving us to England," and Marius was not chill about that, mm. but that they were like. We'll make it work. Well, actually, Marius was like, oh, there's something I can do. I'm not going to tell you what it is, Cosette. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, goodbye. But we'll see each other. Were they like, I will see each other tomorrow or the day after tomorrow? I won't ask any questions. Okay, day after tomorrow. Okay. So mm-hmm. Marius thinks he's got a plan and he fucked off. So that's mm-hmm. where we were at. So today we're seeing what that plan was. And we're opening it up with old Guillaume Mm, that's an old man. That's an old man. You know how old he is now? He's just turned 91. Wow, that's pretty old. Real old. Even by our standards. Yeah. Not our favourite old man, but... Of a collection. Yeah. (laughs) He was, remember, one of those antiquated old men who await death, straight-backed, burdened by age but unbowed, whom even sorrow cannot bend. Mm. But recently, his daughter's been like, oh no, he's definitely in decline. He's not mm. railing against the maids anymore. <laughs> he's not striking the staircase. Yeah. He's not gotten angry about the uh, July Revolution for six months. Mm. The old man is filled with despondency. And this is because he's been waiting for Marius to come crawling back for four years. Mm. Four years is quite a long time. That's a lot. I didn't. I don't think I remembered it being that long. No. Because how Marius is what, like twenty-one now? Did he something, something like, like, that. like that? So I guess he's been out there living in a daydream for like a long time. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a long time. Yeah, and it's I guess and it's only just started really getting to him because it's not death that he can't not bear. It's the idea mm. that Marius is never going to see him again, which yeah. hadn't entered his mind for, you know, um, I guess three and a half years. And it's only now mm. that he's like, ooh, <laughs> getting pretty old here. Mm. And absence had only increased his grandfatherly love for the ungrateful child who'd gone off like that. <laughs> Mm. and he was above all incapable or so he thought of taking a single step towards his grandson mm. i'd sooner die so like even though he he's basically like pining away yeah. he's still like but i won't be the first one to go sort it out yeah, though of course especially because he considers himself completely blameless oh yeah 100 percent <laughs> There's just so, oh, you know what, it's been a while, Hugo, and I feel like this was a good one to come back into, because things that just amuse me, <laughs> um, and also, like, I think if we'd come back into soppiness, that maybe we would have struggled, mm. but we're getting, like, you and like, he, we get his version of soppy, but then also you're like, oh, this fucking old guy, and then you get Marius, so you're like, yeah, this fucking guy. <laughs> These fucking guys. So, though he would not admit it to himself, for it would have made him furious and ashamed, Monsieur Guillaumont had never loved a mistress as he loved Marius. Oh my... uh, Yeah, okay. That's phrasing, certainly. (laughs) Well, but he's just like embarrassed to love his own grandson <laughs> more than like and like we'll hear him talk about mistresses later on we've had him talk about it before where he's like oh you know have a good time not for a long yeah. time so yeah. like it's not like he's like oh it's embarrassing to love your own flesh and blood more than a woman that you've loved for years it's like it's embarrassing to love your own grandson more than someone you're gonna fuck twice yeah fellas is it gay to <laughs> fascinating creature (laughs) he'd like even he'd had the portrait of his other daughter so um marius's mother Mm. put in his room to look at because he's not been cool about her either because for years because she married pomacy but now he has the portrait and he likes to look at it every day and he's like i think it captures a likeness and Mademoiselle Guillaumont, so her sister, he was like, oh, of my sister? Yes, of course. And he's like, and of him too. Oh, no. Gay. That old man. And she's like, oh, father, you still angry as ever? And he's like, with whom? He's like, you know, with poor Marius. And he, he, like, he gets some anger going in himself. He's like, mm. 
poor Marius, the gentleman is a rascal, a scoundrel, a heartless, a soulless, ungrateful little egoist, a conceited <laughs> and disgraceful wretch. <laughs> and then he turns away so she can't see him crying. Oh as my he's god. Uh, queen. You're a lot of feeling. <laughs> so Aunt Unamond during this time, she's like, okay. Well, you know, he was never fond of my sister after that foolishness, the foolishness being that she married the colonel. Mm. And it's like, it's clear he detests Marius. And she, you know, she'd been trying to substitute Marius with Theodore, a.k.a. Alfred. It was uh, Alfred, right? His a.k.a. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe we just, from our first, the first time we met Theodore, we were like, mm. this is our reading of him, and like, it doesn't matter what you say, Victor Hugo, we're right. <laughs> yeah. Then it feels like each subsequent time, Victor Hugo just like, changes him to whatever he needs. Yeah. So I'm choosing to have these all be unreliable narrators, actually, because it's like, oh, you know, of course Theodore wasn't a good, like, a successful replacement. Because he's a chatterbox, frivolous but vulgar, enjoying the pleasures of life but keeps bad company. He has mistresses, which he has a lot to say about, but he speaks very badly of them. And he's got so many shortcomings. I was like, no! Slander. (laughs) Slander. This is all um, Gilnormand's criticisms and it's not actually anything about Alfred, really. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I buy that. Also, because he comes in his uniform sometimes and he's wearing the tricolor cockade. Mm. This is simply unacceptable to Guillermoand. And eventually he tells his daughter, I've had enough of Theodore. You can see him if you like. I don't much care for warriors in peacetime. (laughs) Swaggering around like a swashbuckler and primping like a woman, wearing a corset (laughs) under your cuirass. Doubly ridiculous. Mm. If you're a real man, you keep an equal distance from blustering and from mincing. Okay, hey now, but I know that we were saying trans mask, but <laughs> sounds like maybe we could have a trans woman on our hands. Yeah, we could have all like all kinds of anything. <laughs> There's many that now that my friends now that is one of us. <laughs> if I've ever heard one. There's some gender happening here, or at least <laughs> some expression. <laughs> This is all just Guillermond being a piece of shit about our best boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, our best person. Our best, our best person. child. Yeah. Theodore, for their part, could like scent the prospect of inheritance. Mm, but scent, balked- you say. <laughs> balked at the chore of currying favours. I love the like, you know what? <laughs> it's not fucking worth the money. <laughs> I I mean, like, yeah. Uh, relatable. Yeah, actually relatable. <laughs> you think you'll yeah. do anything to get on some inheritance, and then you're yeah. like, you know what? No. I actually do value my dignity. <laughs> yeah. But good on you, Theodore. <laughs> and even if he Theodore is talking a lot about various mistresses, he's just talking about his galleys. <laughs> yeah, that's his wives. Yeah, we're right, you're wrong. <laughs> We know best. In fact, Hugo isn't criticism criticizing this soldier's blatant misogyny. It's actually <laughs> queer, so and he's right. So we're good. Yeah. Speaking uh, of, since he was discriminating and made comparisons, essentially Theodore had served only to make him regret Marius all the more. Oh mm. uh, yeah, we just He's there like, oh, dressing like that and mincing around and then Hugo reminds us that Unamond is at all times dressed as a post-revolutionary dandy <laughs> but dandy to me doesn't read as not mincing and dressed yeah. up yeah it's like oh these young men with their um flouncing gay ways in my era we wore crop tops and we were masculine about it (laughs) yeah for real this is the vibe and like he couldn't wear that outfit outside because he would get run after in the streets (laughs) 
so, uh, beheaded. <laughs> yeah, so he's got to wear this big quilted overcoat that bishops wear to like hide that out if he does go outside in his little look. That's hilarious. And he doesn't, except for getting up and going to bed, he never wore a dressing gown when he was at home. It gives the impression of being old. <laughs> like, he's such a fucking old, like, piece of shit in so many ways. But he's also just so amusing. Yeah, he is. He, I think he is that kind of, yeah, he's a specimen of his time, yeah. right? He's 91. Yeah. All over what the show. <laughs> Yeah, he just, like, doesn't know how to deal with all of this Mario stuff. Like, he's always thinking of him fondly, but also bitterly. And usually the bitterness becomes the most dominant. And he'll be like, oh, like, fuck. Like, what if he's literally actually not going to come back? <laughs> and they will be like, how the fuck could he not come back? Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> And it's just as he's finally like, you know what? I might have to come to terms with the fact he might actually not. And on that evening, knock at the door. Who could it be? Jean Valjean. (laughs) (laughs) Is Monsieur able to receive Monsieur Marius? All the color goes from his. From (laughs) I was. I've made the mistake of, you know, when you like look at a line while also trying to paraphrase a line. Those are like all the color drained from his corpse. (laughs) He died right on the spot. Wow. <laughs> Twist. You Basically. don't get that often. <laughs> Drained of colour like a corpse. Mm. Galvanised by an electric shock. Because he bolts upright as well. And he's like, Monsieur Marius who? <laughs> <laughs> like, how many? Uh, uh, Basque or Basque? The person who works for him was like, I don't mm. know. I didn't see him. Um, mm. I've just heard, you know, there's a young man here says it's Monsieur Marius and he's like, show him in then Marius steps in the doorway doesn't come in as if he's waiting to be told to enter his near wretched attire was not noticeable in the gloom created by the <laughs> lampshade Guillaume is so dazed and astonished and so full of joy that he's like wow, Marius, he looks great <laughs> he found him handsome noble distinguished matured a grown man decent looking can you believe charming in manner and all like all Guillaume wanted was to open his arms call his name rush towards him like get a hug in Mm. (laughs) but as all this tenderness is whirling up and coming to the surface, by virtue of a contrariness that was the very essence of his nature, it just like <laughs> instantly turns into like, what are you doing here? Ah, so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, sir, you need some fucking therapy. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, I wish Marius would have just like come and hugged me. Because now he's yeah. angry, angry with himself and also Marius. Like he does, he's aware that he's like, "Fuck, I'm like fucking this." Yeah. Throughout all this like conversation to come, where he's like, "If he just hugged me, I wouldn't be like being like this. I can't make myself stop being like this." We're like, "Well, that's yeah. not Marius's. He's not. He can't read your fucking mind." But you yeah. know, we're like, "Oh, it's kind of tragic in a way." Yeah, the society that makes him do that to himself. Yeah. So he's just like. He can't deal with how full of love and like tearful he is on the outside, but to only be capable of harshness on the outside. And mm. then that makes him even more bitter. So he's like, why are you here? And from him that meant, if you don't come hug me. But Marius doesn't know that. Um, yeah. And Guillermo, he's like straight on the warpath of like, you come to ask me forgiveness. You realize you were in the wrong. Mm. He thought he was encouraging Marius in the right direction and that the child was going to relent. But Marius was like, uh, disown my father? Is that what you're asking of me? No, monsieur. Hmm. And Marius was like, he, he steps into the room and he has a little trembling voice. He's like, monsieur, have pity on me. And if he had asked this sooner, it may have softened the Unamond. But these words came too late. And he's straight in there with the like, pity you, you're starting out in life and I'm departing it. I'm Mm. huddled by the fire at the height of summer. You're a handsome young fellow. You're rich. 
with the like richness of youth, basically. And he's like, mm. I've got the properties of old age, infirmary, isolation, I'm losing my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you have the whole future full of sunshine ahead of you. And I'm at the end of my life. You're in love, that goes without saying. Not a soul loves me, and you ask me for pity. You're very amusing. <laughs> and then, whatever were amusing for me. And the octogenarian, and then there's a little asterisk. As in the French text, but we have been told that Monsieur Guillaumont has turned 91 <laughs> and is therefore a non agenarian yeah. <laughs> So just like takes a moment to be like, and Victor Hugo's full of shit. Yeah. Lol, I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> in the midst of this like battle between them, they were like, <laughs> Thank you, editor. So yeah, he's like, Well, what do you want from me? And Marius like, I've only come asking for one thing. I'll go away at once. He's like, you're an idiot. Who's telling you to go away? Because, yeah, he, it, there's so much. It's not even, is it really even miscommunication when you're like, you're literally <laughs> actually not even. Like, Communicating. I, yeah. Hugo's telling me what you wish, which is like, mm. he wants Marius to ask for forgiveness and then hug him. Like, he wants yeah. this hug so bad. Yeah. And he can sense now that Marius is going to leave any moment. Mm. Um, especially with the way he's discouraging Marius, that his harshness is driving him away. Mm. And this just yeah keeps adding to his grief because he's like, I'm doing this, I'm backing it. But mm. his grief once again turned instantly to anger. Yeah. <laughs> and his harshness intensified. And he wished that Marius understood this and Marius did not understand, which infuriated him more. <sighs> it's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, the way that it's written. <laughs> You're like, ah! Because, if, yeah, if we didn't know just how much Yonamon is going through it, we, you'd just be like, fucking old man. Yeah. But what? this does actually make you feel feelings towards him, even though they're not like, oh, I forgive him entirely. Oh, he's actually a good person. You're, yeah. like, frustrated with him because you're like, you can do it! Yeah. Um, just like, and it's not like going against his character to 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 be like this as well. And you you are kind of like he's also a pro like he's also a a product of his upbringing. And c could he have done any differently? I guess he could have done if he was a different like he could have been the bishop. Yeah, like, he could have he could have renounced it at all, and he could have questioned himself, and then he would have had an open conversation with Marius. But he didn't. He hasn't. So now he can't. Yeah. Consequences uh, to your actions. Yeah, like how Hugo himself put it when it was like, he couldn't be the one to go to Marius, comma, he believes. Mm. We're like, oh, he thinks that it's not like empirical fact. He just believes that for himself. Yeah. And is choosing, choosing, chosen mm. <laughs> to like let himself, I guess not not change yeah he believes it so much that it is now truth that yeah. he can't he can't hug his grandson yeah yeah so he's still you know <laughs> full of all the anger like you disrespect me you left my house you've given me no sign of life mm -hmm. it's been four years you've been out there living the bachelor life sowing your wild oats and yeah. now you've come home to amuse yourself. Bet you've been out there incurring debts without even telling me to settle them for you. <laughs> this brutal way of forcing a grandson to be affectionate resulted only in Marius' silence. Mm, Can you believe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but I like that line. <laughs> the, this brutal way of forcing affection. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's good shit. So it was like, let's get this over with. You come to ask me for something. Well, what is it? Speak up. Monsieur, said Marius, I've come to ask your permission to marry. <laughs> Monsieur Guillaumont rings a bell. It's like, send for my daughter. Second later, door opens. Mademoiselle Guillaumont doesn't even come in the door. Marius has stood silent with his arms dangling, looking like a criminal. Guillaumont is pacing, turns to his daughter and is like... Nothing important. It's Monsieur Marius. Say good day to him. He wants to get married. That's all. You can go. Oh my god. <laughs> and she just like stares at Marius with a frightened expression. Does, doesn't gesture, doesn't say anything. Just fucks off as quick as she can. 
Yeah. As someone who can read a room. Yeah. Yuki Uramon is like, to marry at age 21. Mm. <laughs> Got it all planned. Just a small matter of asking permission. Um, well, now, you've had a revolution since I last had the honor of seeing you. You must have been delighted. Are you not a Republican now that you've become a baron? Did you win any July distinctions? Did you have any part of the attack on the Louvre, monsieur? Hmm. Goes on about these kind of things and wraps it back around. To like, hey, you want to get married to whom? Without being indiscreet, what may one ask to whom? Hmm. That's so, like boomer like oh i can't even ask who it is these days oh geez like how woke like (laughs) without being indiscreet can i even ask to whom (laughs) that's so great Uh. before marius could even answer he's like come now you have a situation your fortune's made how much do you earn practicing as a lawyer Mm. (laughs) nothing said Marius actually no he says it with an almost fierce determination and firmness nothing nothing all you have to live on is the 1200 francs allowance I give you Mm. just cash that in Marius yeah Marius doesn't say anything so he's like oh I see the girl is rich then yeah yeah. (laughs) as rich as I am what no dowry no expectations I believe not and what does the father do I don't know (laughs) What's her name? Mademoiselle Fauchelevent? Fauchelevent? Fauchelevent. Bah! Guillermoand <laughs> <laughs> is just like, just as I fucking thought. 21 years old, no situation, 1,200 francs a year, and Madame la Baron Pamacy will be going out to buy a couple of sous worth of parsley from the greengrocer. Mm. And this is when Marius starts to lose his last hope. Because <laughs> mm. this, this, So this was his last hope from the mm. last chapters where he's Mm. like oh fuck I'm not gonna see Cosette again wait there's one thing and he's like fuck I implore you Uh, I throw myself at your feet allow me to marry her and old man's just like by god I'm going to visit that old duffer that silly old fool that's what you must have said to yourself what a pity I'm not yet 25 then I could have just (laughs) sent him a notification of my marriage Mm. I'll say to him you old relic you're exceedingly happy to see me. I want to get married. I want to marry some Mamselle Nobody, daughter of Monsieur Who Knows What. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well be at this yeah, point, to be it honest. Is, though. <laughs> I think, like, somewhere in the back of his mind, Jean Valjean's like, now that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw my away my career, my future, my youth, my life, to plunge into misery with a woman around my neck. <laughs> mm. And you think this old fossil will agree? Of course, my lad, whatever you want. Tie yourself to your milestone. Never! Not gonna lie, though, some of this, I'm like, yeah, he is 21. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, when I was reading it, I was like, this is why me and Sarah, we have been together nine yeah. years before we got married, which, like, I've had more people, like, 30s mm. plus being like, Oh, it's about time. I'm like, I don't want to get married when I'm young and it's like not going to be taken seriously. Like a child marriage over here. Yeah. 21. <laughs> she's what? 16, 16 if we're lucky? Yeah, maybe. 14 maybe. last time we checked. <laughs> so, yeah, there are certain bits where you're like, you know what, Unimod? You look to marry yourself down and you have read him for filth. Yeah. Like, you're an absolute bastard, and I hate you, and you remind me of loads of bad people in my life. But also, (laughs) you have a point, a little one. (laughs) If you could just deliver this in some other way. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. So, he's like, never, monsieur, never. Marius pulls out the big guns. Father! Mm. Oh, yeah. Do it to him. Yeah. Marius lost all hope in the way that he said never. He goes to leave the room, head bowed, reeling, more like someone dying than someone taking his leave. And at first, Monsieur Guillemond is following him with his eyes, and just when Marius reaches the door, darts <laughs> forward with sprightliness, the sprightliness of domineering and spoiled old men. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Get yeah. in, you go. Go on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Grabbed Marius by the collar, dragged him back into the room, threw him into a chair, and I was like, Tell me all about it. <laughs> you fucking got him, Marius, because yeah. 
it was that single word, father, blurted out by Marius that had brought about this revolution. Marius is like staring in bewilderment. Is he though? <laughs> no, he knows. Monsieur Guillaumont's changing face now expressed nothing but plain, unutterable goodwill. The patriarch had given way to the grandfather. He's like, oh, speak now. Tell me about your amorous escapades. Chatter mm. away. I want to know everything. Yeah. Father, Marius resumed. He mm. like, now he's like, okay, this fucking works. That daddy. The old man's face lit up with an indescribable radiance. Yes, that's right. Call me father and you'll see. Mm. It is all he has wanted and has not put across at all. No. He, he did just want the, like, relationship that he had with Marius, I guess, when Marius is a kid. Yeah. Before he was like, oh, my dad wasn't a piece of shit, where you are, he is just, like, looking up to his grandfather. Yeah. Unadulted adoration yes. from someone who, like, doesn't have a choice but to love you. Yeah. <laughs> so you really got him with that father. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, he just, yeah, <laughs> well, father, says Marius, again. Hmm. Gunamon interrupts to be like, you really haven't to sue, you're dressed like a thief, rummages around in a drawer and is like, there you are, there's 250 francs, buy yourself a hat. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it really gives me the, like, how much can a banana cost? $10? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Father, he continued, my dear father. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe the first time I've respected Marius. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, if he knew what was good for him, he'd cash out that 1,200 or 12,000 francs or whatever it is every month and then like yeah. give it away. But Like, r- respect Theodore for being like, <laughs> the money's not worth it. Yeah. But do you also... Respect Marius being like, oh, I just have to say, Daddy? (laughs) (laughs) My dear father, if only you knew. I love her. You can't imagine. I'm not going to retell you the whole tale. We know how it went, but he tells Guillermand. In a very sort of like, I guess it actually, the exact same chaotic way I would retell it. In not the right order. Kind mm. of all over the place. Does he say, I stalked her to her window, and Gilman's like, yes, that's that's good romancing right there. I don't think he mentions the stalking, although, yeah, I feel like Gilman would be chill with it. He's just like, you know, I saw her in the garden. Actually, yeah, he's like, I saw her in the gardens. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but, you know, I didn't think much of her, and then don't know what came about me, I just fell in love with her, and that made me unhappy. Until now, I can see her every day. Her father doesn't know, though. Would you believe it? They're going away. We see each other in the evenings in the garden. Her father intends to take her to England. So I said to myself, I'll go and see my grandfather and talk to him. I'll go mad first. I'd die. I'd fall ill. I'd throw myself in the mirror. I simply must marry her. I'll go mad otherwise. She lives there in a garden behind a gate. And Guillaume, he sat down next to Marius and he's just beaming, savouring the sound of his voice. Mm. And he takes out some snuff while he's listening. But uh, when Marius describes where it is that she lives, he's like, oh, he stopped inhaling. Let's the snuff fall. <laughs> I was like, Rupa May, Rupa May, let's see. Yeah, there's a barracks. Yeah, your cousin Theodore, he's mentioned that to me, actually. <laughs> like, oh, you do remember Theodore? <laughs> and he's like, um... Yeah, I've heard talk of that girl behind the railings in a garden. Not a bad choice. Very well turned out, I'm told. Between ourselves, I think that booby of a lancer courted her a little. Oh my god. <laughs> what a fucking gossipy old queen. <laughs> Absolute bitch tactics yeah. and I am here for it. <laughs> but besides, you know, it, it doesn't matter. He's not to be believed. He's a braggart, Marius. Hmm. I think it's very acceptable that a young man like you should be in love. It's natural at your age. I like you better for being love, being in love, <laughs> than for being a Jacobin. <sighs> he's kind of gives me the vibes here. He's like, I like you better for running after a woman. Good heavens, 20 women, than being enamored of Monsieur de Rospierre. That, yeah. I know it's him being like, I'd rather this than you having different politics than me, but it kind of gives like, oh, you're not gay. <laughs> Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. And like, also, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're not 
a romantic. Fuck yeah, you like women? Great, good job. Oh, thank God, that's so oh, so natural. <laughs> yeah, it's like for my part, I give myself credit for the fact the only sans culottes <laughs> I ever liked were women, um, and <laughs> sans culottes were the revolutionaries from the lower classes, which mm. means those without breeches because they wore full-length trousers instead. Mm. The women he has in mind would, of course, have worn neither. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know that he's like, thank God that you have interest in girls, Marius. Yeah, yeah. Pretty girls yeah. are pretty girls, damn it. <laughs> As for your sweetheart, seeing her in secret, keeping her father in the dark, that's the way these things are done. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's my little boy. <laughs> I had affairs like that too, more than one. You know how to deal with it? You don't take it seriously. And I was already like, oh, no, it was kind of going well, kind of well for you there, sir. But you don't go making a tragedy of it. You don't decide to get wed with Monsieur Le Maire in his sash presiding. Lightly touch and quickly go. And no getting married. Yeah, you know, oh, you, you come to your grandfather and your grandfather says it's only natural. The young must live and the old must die. Um, I've been young, you'll be old. Now, my boy, you pass it on to your grandson. Mm. Here's 2,000 francs. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing you can do, go out have fun. That's the way to deal with it. There's no reason to get married, you understand? Uh, Marius has never just gone out and enjoyed himself a day in his life. We know this. Mm. Paralyzed, incapable of uttering a syllable, Marius shakes his head. The old man's laughing, winking, gave him a slap on the knee. <laughs> it was like, oh, make her your mistress, silly boy. Boys will be boys. Marius blanched. Blenched, even. Mm. Blenched? That can't be right. Blenched. That's how it's... Ah. Make a sudden flinching movement out of fear or pain. Huh. I've literally never heard of blenched before. Yeah, that's why I was like, has, has this, have we got a typo on our hand? But Now to use that in all of my fanfics to have people be like, um, you misspelled blanched. <laughs> blench is a verb. Hmm. <laughs> Relating words are blenches, blenched, blenching. What? Ooh. Also, I did Google blench and Google um, the like banner at the top said, explicit results filtered with safe search. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> what else is there? Oh. Ooh. Well. None more. Undo. <laughs> Undo. Undo. Let's see. Uh, it hasn't like thrown anything like XXX like directly into my eyes. So I don't know what it was trying to hide from me. Yeah. Whoa. How far do I have to keep scrolling for this to become, like, not good for me? Yeah. So Marius blenched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he understood nothing of what his grandfather just said. None of that, you know, about him saying, oh, maybe you're a cousin? Had, like, romanced her a bit. None, none of the, like, oh, you know, thank God you're into women, basically. None of that could have had anything to do with Cosette. He was pure as a lily. The old man was raving. <laughs> but he he like got the plot for the make her your mistress. Mm. And that runs through his this austere young man's heart like a sword. And he stands up, picks his hat up, walks towards the door, bows deeply to his grandfather. And it's like, five years ago, you insulted my father. Today, you insult my wife. I won't ask you for anything ever again, monsieur. Farewell. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, it is actually Marius. Dumbfounded, Guillermond opens his mouth, reaches out with his arms, tries to get it to his feet. Can't even utter a word before Marius closes the door and he's off. Yeah. And he's thunderstruck for several moments. He can barely breathe before he finally tears himself out of the armchair, runs to the door insofar as... A 91-year-old is capable of running and cries, help, help! Every, like, daughter, servants, they all come running in and he's like, run after him, bring him back, what did I do? He's mad, he's gone, oh my god, oh my god, he'll never come back again. Runs to the window, throws it open, is just shouting, Marius, 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 out the window. But Marius is already out of earshot. And Unamond is just 
with an expression of anguish, staggering backwards, collapses into an armchair, pulseless, voiceless, tearless, shaking his mm. head, moving his lips with an air of stupidity, his eyes and his heart now empty before something deep and mournful that resembled night. Mm. That is sad again. <laughs> yeah. Well, rip to him. But yeah. Consequences. Misunderstandings. Um, well, you yeah. understood. You understood each other with that last part, kind of. Talk shit, get hit, and that's that on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm. Though Marius should have taken some more of the money and some candlesticks on the way out. Yeah, he put the money in your hand. Other than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I guess, but yeah, I know. I. I also been there and not wanted to use the fucking yeah. blood money but, but <laughs> yeah it's fair but 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 yeah I don't know some respect for Marius no quite a lot of respect for Marius mm. begrudging respect for Marius <laughs> we respect Marius most when he's in altercations with his grandfather <laughs> yeah 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 I, I, it was I liked this one where we got the like this old man does feel so much, but like, he can't go about it worse. Yeah. And just when he thought, like, oh, okay, you know, we've got this. I can mm. understand him now. We can josh with each other. You're like, Marius is not a boy to make jokes about his woman. <laughs> I do wonder how much of this, like, you know, flogging that dead horse, but I wonder how much of this is the, like, Victor Hugo reminiscing about talking to his daughter this way mm, yeah and like forbidding them from getting married because then it kind of like ups the like yeah hugo being like i literally couldn't have done it differently at the time yeah but now back on it i know how i could have just said one good thing on and allowed them to get married and they could have been happy yeah yeah, it's hard not to have that in the back of the mind where you see, when you see it go down so badly and you're like, what did yeah. you say, Hugo? Yeah. Very, very, um, what a way to come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like we did go through all of the emotions. Yeah, I, I think so. We, we've come back to, we've had some, um, oh, Victor Hugo, that was some good writing. We've had some Victor Hugo, you dumbass. We've had some, Oh, Marius. And we've had some <laughs> hell yeah, Marius. So, like, you know, oh, it's a full spectrum of emotions. <laughs> Marius, what's this? We come back three months later. <laughs> <laughs> Changed. We're adults yeah. now. You're married. You have to care for Marius now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's been fun to be back, even though realize, like we're like, yeah, you know what? I fucking love whenever we record. The energy's back. Excited to be here and talking with my chum. And you're like, we're truly in the downward spiral of the book now. There's no escape. It's just going to be deaf, deaf, deaf from now on. I need to start really bracing, thinking about bracing myself for sadness, actually. Yeah, it's going to get quite sad, quite. It's going to get quite a lot, I think. And then, um, and then we'll be over, like, pretty quickly. So... Are we gonna <laughs> go sing Jape our way through this one, lad? <laughs> Is it gay to um to to have a bit of a laugh at everyone that you know and love dying? Yeah, how are we gonna get through that? <laughs> I don't see us being able to do it without doing some little ha ha's and then being like, yeah. Anyway, then he died. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just some, be doing some... the like as if we're doing the eulogies. But also the best <laughs> men speeches where we're like, oh, remember that time where Cooper <laughs> said that? Oh, it's a shame he's gone. But we had some yeah. good times. I, I, I want you to like draft up an order of like who you think is going to die in what order so that we can really like <laughs> ah, <laughs> see how accurate you are. Is there any metaphorical, like, do you think there would be some sort of algorithm I could run through <laughs> my brain to figure out? who I think would go and why mm. or is it just things shit happens there is, there's, there are some that you're like yes this order makes sense in the like 
if you were an army, who are the weakest people that you would pick off to begin mm. with? Who would be left behind? Okay. <laughs> who would be the like the little the sick little runt that gets taken by the lion because they can't run uh, fast enough? It's me. <laughs> um, oh, what what chapter? Yeah. I'll I'll wait in the beginning of a chapter where we're getting closer into the boys again because it's Jean okay. Valjean next. I'll do my presentation of who and why I think. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> gonna be fucking sad yeah and this, this is how i can remain um excited about going yeah <laughs> yeah uh we'll still have fun yeah 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 now that i've actually made you have emotions for these characters yeah. now you get to watch them die mm. <laughs> just like every hollywood film where you're like oh i like <sighs> this girl fuck <laughs> i like I this always, guy now i never fucking learn every time i'll either <laughs> be like Oh, I really like like this guy. This episode, I'm immediately like, oh no, I've sentenced him to death. Always yeah. happens. Or worse is when I know who's gonna die. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not even. I hear how sad it makes everyone that this character died. I'm not even gonna care about them. I'm gonna go try really hard not to. And then you're like, oh, everyone loved him because he's so lovable. <laughs> it's hard, it makes it hard to care too much about any character because I know that my love is a death sentence to TV <laughs> characters. Yeah. <laughs> All this to look forward to. We'll try yeah. not to have a really long break again. <laughs> yeah. We yes. All this to say, this has been Brad and Barricades, a limited podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Produced by me, Nima Martin, and Julian Yap. It was a Captain's Collections podcast. If you like this podcast, you can like us. Uh, you can give us five stars on Spotify or on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also donate to our Ko-fi or Patreon, just like Gilmand. And <laughs> you can give us some money for a new hat. Our audio designer is Jade, who you can find on her website, jadewasabi.com, or you can download the theme tune from jadewasabi.bandcamp.com. If you have any comments, quibbles, or questions, you can send them to our Slamers podcast at gmail.com, L E S M A S podcast, or on Twitter at Lamers Podcast, or on Tumblr at Bread and Barricades. As you can see, it took one person for us to decide <laughs> to record this week instead of next week or maybe next month. <laughs> um, or, you know, if you just want to say hi. Hi. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for listening. I've still got my Victor Hugo Limers oh, pen with hand. <laughs> it, it became my wedding planning pen for a short time there. Oh my god. Thematic. Hugo can't um. escape anything. <laughs> but now it's back. When you look back, when you're having your 50 year anniversary and you know you're going to be thinking back to that one hand pen that you planned <laughs> all of your wedding with. <laughs>